0: Welcome back to New World Next Week. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. And I am James Evan Palato of MediaMonarchy.com. The Bohemian Club has always valued and respected its employees. We've got that story, plus Irish cows are dying. But first, EU Parliament and the people push back against the WHO pandemic treaty tyranny. Grabbing this from 21stCenturyWire.com, Dateline Brussels, of course. A group of MEPs together with a new European Citizens Initiative have come together in the European Parliament to defend their country's respective national sovereignty and to voice their opposition to the World Health Organization's looming pandemic treaty. The Citizens Initiative, known as Trust and Freedom, includes representatives from seven EU countries and has been formed to challenge the WHO's pandemic treaty as well as the WHO's creeping international national health recommendations, which also threatened to undermine individual nations' independent policy decision-making. The meeting took place back on, of course, Independence Day here in the States, Tuesday, July 4th in Brussels, and was led by dissenting MEP Christine Anderson of Germany, Politicians, activists, Romania, Croatia, tons, tons more. And of course, everything we say and play will always be included in your show notes for the breakdown of exactly who was there. Last year, though, Germany's Christine Anderson, the aforementioned, was one of the first public officials to raise alarm about the stealth agenda being waged by the globalist operatives at the WHO and their partner institutions like the World Economic Forum to, of course, reshape their contract between the WHO and EU member states. More worryingly... The new treaty regime would be binding and would give the WHO de facto governmental authority over EU member states' public health policy provisions without consulting national governments or their pesky electorates. The WHO power grab would effectively compel governments to surrender their national decision-making and policy authority. Their new powers would include the power to declare a pandemic Anywhere in the world dictate new biosurveillance regimes, restrictions on travel, regulations on free speech, as well as pushing an endless stream of experimental vaccines and pharmaceutical products, many of which have been shown to be neither safe nor effective. There is a three plus hour video, I think, of just some of the setup of this event live from the European Parliament Brussels, Trust and Freedom challenging the pandemic treaty. James, as I believe is said in there, I kind of gave a scrub through and checked out some of some of the talks, there's really good stuff in there. Unelected, unaccountable, tax-exempt technocrats. James, it seems like they're really kind of going for it. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I hope people will at least
1: check out the video and at the very least scrub through some of these speeches, because as you say, it seems like they're really going for it. In fact, I would say that some of the things that they're saying sound almost word for word like some of the things I've been saying in some of my recent coverage of this subject, and I'm not implying that they're corporate report listeners, but I think it, that seems to indicate to me that some of the some of the awareness of this issue and some of the specific problems with this whole treaty amendment process are starting to filter down to the public consciousness and as we know politics is downstream of culture. So I think this is a good sign. Obviously, as people may or may not know in our audience, I am a voluntarist. I do not care about the political process itself or, oh wow, the politicians are going to do something to solve this problem. I don't think that's how this fundamentally works. But if... There are politicians that are willing to get up and wave the uh, the flag as if they're leading this parade. Well, it, at the very least, that indicates there is a parade, and there are more and more people who are becoming aware of this issue and its incredible importance. And the real heart of it, yes, the, the technocratic mindset that is um, behind this and the very nefarious agenda that ultimately underlies it. The, uh, the possibility that really this, well, if we start mandating vaccines and things like this, this, is, this could, is the perfect tool for population reduction, as one of the speakers is saying in one of these videos. So yes, I mean, st- some of these concepts that were absolutely outlandish, unspeakable conspiracy theory nonsense, just to, even just a few years ago, are starting to be become part of mainstream discourse and even presentations to European Parliament. That's to the good. So I'm glad that more people are getting aware, and I hope if my some of my recent work and speeches and testimony and other such things on this subject are useful to people, I hope they will get them out. I think that the word really is getting out, and this is a good thing.
0: Mm-hmm. James, maybe they really are Corporate Report listeners. Maybe you're a Media Monarchy listener. I think I've said culture is downstream from politics three, three or four times already this week. Culture and consumerism both, of course, downstream from politics. That is the first story on this New World Next Week, episode 522, when Irish cows are dying. Irish farmers outraged as government moves to call 200,000 healthy cows to meet climate goals grabbing this from our buddy doug at blacklistednews.com the original source slay news appropriately enough farmers in ireland are expressing outrage over the globalist irish government's decision to call two hundred thousand of the nation's healthy cows to meet the green agenda's climate goals yeah that's why you tried to get out of the european union the government is moving to reduce national cattle numbers over claims they contribute to climate change due to carbon emissions A report by the Irish Department of Agriculture outlined how mm, 200,000 cows could be killed over the next three years to meet carbon targets. The plan would reportedly come at a cost of around 600 million euros to taxpayers. That is some expensive slaughterhouse action, James. With the document indicating that mm, 5,000 euros per cow would be offered as compensation, and I'm sure if you try and make a stink and hold out, they'll lower that number. The country's Environmental Protection Agency said the agriculture industry was creating nearly 40% of the greenhouse gas emissions there, and much of it stems from the methane in livestock and the use of nitrogen fertilizer. The country is committed to reducing its agricultural emissions by 25% by, oh, let's just say 2030. They're calling the plan a dairy reduction scheme. And again, James, we're, we're just at... Open super villainy that's almost again comical from a James Bond or Simpsons episode. Oh, yeah, Mr. Burns wants to block out the sun. Dairy reduction scheme. This is like St. Carlin would talk about that euphemistic language. Old classic Simpsons episode. Again, su- hilarious comic super villainy. When the plant has a meltdown, what is Mr. Burns? He gets on the news and calls it an unrequested fission surplus. They are calling the plan a dairy reduction scheme, but the result is the senseless slaughter of hundreds of thousands of animals in the name of somehow helping the environment. The call would entail killing 65,000 cows per year over the next three years, reducing the country's overall dairy herd by 10%. That is literally decimated, kids. It is being positioned as a potential retirement exit scheme for those old aging farmers that don't like to use GMOs and robots and tractors they can't repair. The president of the Irish Farmers Association, Tim Cullinan, said that the plan would only serve to increase farmers' mistrust in the government and will not have the intended environmental aims, which I think they know, I think they need, and I think they're trying to goad people in to pick up the gun. He said, "Reducing dairy or beef production in Ireland will also lead to carbon leakage, with production moving to other countries with a higher carbon footprint. This is likely to increase global warming rather than reducing it." Others say that the culling that takes place needs to be done on a volu- or just on a voluntary basis. James, like masking and boosters. Other critics of the plan fear that the move could have a major effect on the country that is not unlike what happened during the potato famine. And if I may add on to just how offensive all of this is, and again, maybe that's baked into the cake, if I can mix all my food metaphors. James, it almost makes you wanna say, make Ireland IRA again, James. Well said
1: well uh, yeah there 's a lot to say about this. I will say, man, that escalated quickly because, uh, as people might have seen, I was writing about this topic just less than a month ago now, uh, in an editorial I wrote on carbon paw prints and the rationing of life surrounding a crazy, stupid tempest, uh, tempest in a teapot story that was making the rounds uh, a month or two ago about patrick hansen who 's the uh, the owner of a private jet company. Uh, lux aviation group who was trying to counter the flight shaming narrative of you know how dare you fly in a jet how dare dare double dare you fly in a private jet and he was trying to defend his business by saying well we've crunched the numbers and as it turns out our average client uses the same amount of carbon dioxide in their annual private jet travels as a dog owner of three dogs uses in their upkeep of their dogs for the year. So a private jet is equivalent to three dogs. And there was this, all this back and forth that was going on about this in the, in the controlled corporate media about what this means. And, oh, well, you know, you should be feeding your pet more responsibly to cut down their carbon f- paw print and blah, blah, blah. It was just crazy. But as I was trying to gesture towards in that editorial, yes, this is a stupid, trivial story, but it gestures towards something much, much darker, which is that, yes, this whole carbon footprint or carbon paw print idea is ultimately the rationing of life itself. Because when they talk about reducing your carbon footprint, well, the easiest way to do that is to get rid of a few of those footprints, right? That'll help. And as I say, even just a month ago, Maybe that sounded like, oh, that's yeah, that's way off in the future. You're 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 crazy, James. No, literally, they are going to try killing hundreds of thousands of cows in the name of saving Mother Nature. So I realize we are not, generally speaking, to the sort of average joke you normie who um, who just believes all the environmental propaganda that they're told and is one hundred percent on board with this carbon reduction agenda, but. On the off chance that there is anyone listening to this to this discussion who still is firmly in that camp and and firmly environmentalist and who cares about humans i mean they're just a cancer on the planet but we have to save the earth they are literally now drawing the line and asking you to step across it whereby to save mother nature to save the earth we're going to have to start killing animals ha 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 and once you start signing on to that well that's that's game over that then they win then the po- the whole population reduction and all of the craziness that that pandora's box is opened and that is where we are at they are literally now starting to ration out life and anyone who is on board with that i think has basically forsaken their humanity and uh, anyway, I would just like people to reflect on that. We are crossing into the very dark part of this green agenda. The mask is coming off. They're showing what this is really about. This is a, a sacrificial cult that is uh, that is arising. And anyone who wants anything to do with that, I think, is an enemy to humanity, let alone Mother Nature.
0: What's the meme making the rounds lately shows the the old... Ripping out the heart of the guy, and oh, look, here comes the far right. Coming to spoil the party, (laughs) James. I've said many, many times people don't start with Corporate Report, they don't start with Media Monarchy, and they don't start with New World Next Week. They found us after I think they've exhausted some of those other avenues, and that's why we've been here since 2009 doing New World Next Week, as this is episode 522. We're generally so ahead. We can go back two years. I will include a pretty fantastic song. I sent it to you and Brock before showtime two years ago. A rather humorous, fantastic commercial music degreed musician named Nick Lutzko. Joe Biden wants to take your meat. A fantastic little two-minute song. If you need a little music break here... As we head into our third and final story on New World Next Week, episode 522, an epic one that was basically unfolding, James, I think a little bit while we were on break, but it is a classic New World Next Week type story. Bohemian Grove, secret club for the powerful, sued by workers over wages, grabbing this from the UPI, who seems to actually be doing some investigative journalism, three workers at bohemian club have filed a class action lawsuit against the secretive retreat for the powerful alleging wage theft and other labor violations the lawsuit was filed by anthony Gregg, sean granger and Walid saad against the club which has counted of course former presidents ronald reagan richard nixon among its members in the u.s district court for the northern district of california they have quite smartly demanded a jury trial Unless, of course, the Boho Club stacks the jury against them. (laughs) The Bohemian Club is an organization, as UPI informs, that operates a network of summer camps at its infamous Bohemian Grove grounds in Monterio, California, for powerful gentlemen who are either connected professionally to the arts or who have demonstrated a love for literature, art, music, and theater. You know, like Henry Kissinger, the Grateful Dead, people like that. The organization's monastery camp, one of its most prestigious, was also named specifically in this lawsuit. Among the members of the monastery camp, executives of Fortune 500 companies, prominent government officials, each such camp is led by a camp captain that's responsible for the food, drinks, accommodations, finances, gay prostitutes, fentanyl-free meth, all that sort of stuff, at the respective camps on the Bohemian Grove campus. The three workers who served as valets had each been employed by the club and primarily worked for the monastery camp until 2022, according to the lawsuit obtained by UPI. Workers said that the valets were required to work more than 15 hours a day, seven days a week. The workers alleged that Bohemian Grove and its co-defendants violated U.S. Fair Labor Standards Act, as well as California's Labor Code and a California Industrial Welfare Commission wage order by failing to pay them a minimum wage or overtime. The exclusive club also failed to pay employees premium wages for missing meals or missed breaks. The club allegedly stiffed workers on their final paychecks and failed to maintain accurate employment records as required by law, but that's key as we'll see. Bohemian Club receives payments from each individual camp for the items and services that camp attendees use during the club events. Finances from the Bohemian Club and the camps are highly intertwined, the lawsuit reads. Bohemian Club directly financially benefits from services provided by the Defended Monastery Camp and other Bohemian Grove camps. Sam Singer, a spokesperson for the Bohemian Club, told UP and I, UPI in an email the club hadn't been served in the lawsuit and that the workers those workers were never employed by the club. The club will vigorously defend itself in this action as it would in any other meritless lawsuit. The Bohemian club has always valued and respected its employees. And that includes our commitment to full compliance with all applicable wage and hour laws and regulations singer said the workers noted that monastery camp and the dozens of other camps that make up at the Bohemian club are not each incorporated as a business but collect hundreds of thousands of dollars in dues and fees from their members that are used to hire and pay the valets this sounds like a pretty sweet like money laundering operation if i didn't know better bohemian club is aware that camps are not legal entities but their camps are employing valets to work off the clock and being paid under the table the lawsuit reads the workers allege that the monastery camp captain william dawson who also serves as the treasurer for the larger bohemian club personally directed the valets to falsify payroll records and work off the clock without allowing them to collect tips Other alleged abuses outlined in the lawsuit include restricting their access to phone calls and forcing them to hand-wash the underwear of billionaire club members. They just kind of throw that in there at the end. Workers sue secretive elite club Bohemian Grove for wage theft. A fun bonus fact. Tuck Rush, the father of the CEO and pilot of the Ocean Gate sub that was that big miniseries recently, Stockton Rush, his dad was the former president-elect of the Bohemian Club. James, everybody knows. Everybody knows you don't get to be an unelected, unaccountable, tax-exempt technocrat by throwing around a bunch of money to the hired help. But, you, I mean, you, this is what I'm saying. you got to give it to him for the evil genius of it. They pay you under the table so they can later go, Who? What? lead! That guy doesn't work here. Check the payroll. James, did Werner von Braun ever go to uh, the Grove?
1: What an oddly specific question, but the answer is yes. Yes, he did. Uh, Michael J. Neufeld's book on von Braun, Dreamer of Space, Engineer of War, confirms on page 468 that yes, Werner von Braun was a periodic attendee of the Grove. And, uh, in fact, we could get also get that from the esteemed Financial Times, which had a piece up on the grove a couple of years ago, Inside the Bohemian Club, Summer Camp, or Secret Society, in which they say, talk of business is officially forbidden. But informal lakeside chats on pressing issues of the day have been given by everyone from Nelson A. Rockefeller to Arnold Palmer, Robert F. Kennedy to Werner Von Braun. Kennedy? Hmm, weird. I thought this was a kind of a Republican men's club, wasn't it? Uh, maybe not so much. In fact, it does kind of span the gamut, doesn't it? But wait, what What did Nixon call the bohemian government? Anyway, whatever. The point is, uh, yeah, this is a place where, although weaving spiders come not here, of course, the weaving spiders are the ones that are most attracted to these secretive locations. And who can forget that it was September 1942, Lakeside Chat, in which Oppenheimer and others uh, formed a, an early meeting of the Manhattan, what would become the Manhattan Project. So anyway, and, and they openly brag about that. You know, the Manhattan Project was really launched at Bohemian Grove, blah, blah, blah. But I think what this story gestures to is the kind of, the, in a sense, the hopeful side of the hubris of the would be ruling elites who believe themselves to be such superior godlike beings that they can treat the the mere paid help as uh oh, whatever, who cares? You know, uh we'll pay you under the table and you'll you'll work for us fifteen hours a day, seven days a week, and you'll like it. And uh and
0: wash my drawers. Sorry? and wash my drawers yeah, yeah, yeah
1: yeah yeah exactly and wash my underwear you peon you servant exactly um and that is exactly the dynamic that uh jim tucker for example preyed on um with regards to the bilderberg group um remember he would always go to the hotel where the bilderberg was going to take place a week or so in advance to just to to make some connection with the bartenders and the staffers and sort of the the low level help at the hotel and let them know you know this, this crazy thing is going to happen, and they're going to treat you like absolute doggy-do. And, uh, you know, anyway, just letting you know. And then he'd come back a week after and suddenly the staff would want to tell him all this crazy stuff because, you know, they wouldn't even let me look them in the eye as I was serving them and all this kind of stuff. So I think it does go to show that, yes, these people really do believe themselves to be superior human beings and kind of forget, you know, they actually need actual, normal, regular people to do all of their literal dirty work like washing their drawers and what have you so in a sense this is good um this is a good sign that uh again the hubris of these elitists will will be their downfall um having said that there's there's a lot to say about the bohemian grove and as we were just talking about just before we started recording this seems like old school conspiracy stuff from back in the day when i first started getting into this remember you know alex jones crashing the bohemian grove and all that kind of stuff yeah, it's, uh, it's so- something that maybe we should uh, continue to keep in mind, um, as obviously the conversation has moved on to the World Economic Forum and what have you. But yeah, but Grove is still a thing. When is it running this year? Who's going to be there? Maybe Maybe these are questions that the alt media should be asking.
0: It, I believe, should probably be happening pretty much around any time now. If it's not this coming weekend, it'll be the next week, I would imagine, based on all the previous documentation that we have because didn't they essentially set up a website at some point it's like oh, okay we know that you're on to us or am i confusing that with bilderberg bilderberg did set up, up a website bilderberg. i
1: don't know about bohemian
0: club but they okay. might have one let's check let's check <laughs> but isn't it interesting how almost and we haven't talked about this in a while how it comes back in an almost mundane boring like yeah money stuff that's unsex, oh, like unpaid wages. That's like how they got Capone, it's, uh, tax evasion and stuff. It's just some boring thing. Maybe probably shouldn't pay any attention to it. But that is interesting. Both sides of the two-party illusion, Henry Kissinger and the Bushes and the Nixons are all there, along with Bob Weir, the Grateful Dead, and and, and others. Hi-yi-yi. There's the New World Next Week sigh at the end for you. <sighs> newworldnextweek.com of course has all the ways you not all the ways but some of the ways that you can support our work james i should have showed this to you before we started rolling we do have the new version of the 2009 usb archive it's now been updated to be a pretty sexy looking silver so those will be available on the store I I was actually I was talking to Casabot I wrote in my notes only a few copies of the Federal Reserve and big oil documentaries but those might actually already be listed as sold out on the website. We do give ourselves a little bit of buffer room for us to maybe mess up the number in storage. But those, if they're not gone, they will be going quick and maybe, again, maybe sign up to the email from newworldnextweek.com so you can be notified when we say, hey, I found a few more copies just, you know, hidden under the couch cushions. And, of course, both of those two are both double discs and both a fantastic deal, again physical media that they can't knock off and shadow ban from their platforms i meanwhile myself for the store i'm working on i've been talking about this with you a little bit james working on some music compilations for folks as digital downloads hopefully soon and of course monarchy shirts there's corbett shirts there's monarchy hats there's the octopus danny Casalero radio play that i still highly recommend for folks out there as it is a rich tapestry and if you didn't know i run a radio station i call media monarchy i don't know why you guys haven't checked it out yet James, you checked it out, right? (laughs) Yeah. All right. That's episode 522,
1: buddy. All right. Awesome stuff. Uh, Looking forward to doing it again. James, thanks for the stories. Thanks so much, buddy. Take care.